move on now to the um, African Leadership Academy model, uh, African Union, which is the fourth model that recently took place in Johannesburg, South Africa. African Leadership Academy model, African Union, is an annual leadership conference for young leaders around Africa and across the world, simulating the activities of the African Union. It was established in 2013 as a platform for young leaders to develop implementable solutions to African development challenges through diplomacy and international cooperation in a format inspired by the model that the United uh, Nations and the uh, African Union has. To find out more about what came out of the conference, I'm joined in studio by uh, Faith Abuddin, who is the founder and director of the African Leadership Academy model, African Union. Faith, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So um, give us some brief background on you know, how the, the model started and how long it's been running. Sure. The model African Union started in 2013 uh, here in Johannesburg. Uh, I personally have uh, walked a, a little bit across the continent, across the world, and I got very challenged by the fact that not many young people uh, imagining uh, government, politics, uh, international affairs as a space where they should be trying to get into. Many of us grew up being afraid mm. of, of governments, being afraid of politics, and we don't engage with them. Uh, but we go back home and complain intently about the weaknesses of our governments and, and, and so I thought this is an entrepreneurial space this is a good chance to fix uh, an evident challenge in society so my mission at the time was to walk with a, a generation of young people who will approach governments from a different perspective uh, not be afraid of them but rather think about how to collaborate with them how to understand governments better and begin to prepare themselves to be different people in, in the future mm. we, we all want our governments to be effective we want uh, our different uh, pan-African institutions to be mm. effective we want growth but that growth will not happen by itself it has to happen by careful preparation and by ensuring that we better prepare the people who will step into those positions in the future so it's been four years now of running that we're now into the fifth year uh, of planning uh, the next conference is going to be in march 2018 mm-hmm. uh, and, and so we, we we're gearing up actively for that one so um what came out of the conference that was recently had what were some of the points that stuck out to you sure there were 270 people at the conference this year from all over africa and, and increasingly a lot from across the world we had folks from israel pakistan peru uh india all over the world who really came in here uh, and we were divided across nine different uh big issues i wanted to address this year mm. so on the one hand because we're simulating the structures of the african union we have the license to create structures that don't exist as well as uh, similarly the ones that do exist. Mm. So for instance this year we had a focus uh, partly on science and technology. Uh, so we created an organization that we believe needs to exist. It's called the African Commission on Science and Technology. And we were actually surprised that the AU doesn't have a focus on science and tech in a generation mm. uh, in, the, in this era that focuses on science and tech. And we also looked at entrepreneurship as, as a big component of, of uh, pan-African growth. Mm. So this year, uh, one of the things that, the, that the, committee, the conference focused on was how to advance entrepreneurship in Africa using science and technology. Mm. And so over the course of five years, you had folks, you know, com- uh, considering lots of options, ideas, you know, looking at models implemented across the world and then coming up with uh, uh, implementable proposals that will now be uh, finalized into a post-conference report. In about a week, actually, this report will be published, uh, which will include all of the big proposals that are coming out. Uh, I'll take another one, which was uh, futuristic education. Mm. We also looked at the AU structures and we thought, where are we developing uh, futuristic education what kind of education will we need 
to drive Africa into the next uh, couple of decades. You might know in 2013, the AU, uh, African Union, developed a 50-year plan called Agenda 2063 mm. that says that over the course of 50 years, we want to make Africa into a very desirable continent under a few blocks. Mm. And so we looked at and thought, there is, there is no focus on the education of the future. So how will you drive Africa forward if you don't figure out how to educate differently? And so this year we focused on um, what are the building blocks that we need to, uh, to put in place to have a great uh, you know, system society in the future. So one of the proposals that came out of that actually was about the concept of psychology. Mm. We looked at the people to whom we're entrusting uh, training the next generation, our teachers, and we thought we have almost lowered the bar you know, really, really, really low for qualification entry to be a teacher. Anyone who fails in school with a really low APS score in South Africa, for instance, begins to think about teaching as an option. Mm. So how come a person who isn't academically prepared enough to kick on in their career is now being trusted to raise other people's children to become academically great? Mm. You know, so the first thing that came out of that was we need to uh, record to you know increase the requirements to become a teacher and to begin to prepare people differently. Uh, and one of the strong proposals was the subject of psychology. That if a person is going to be working with a lot of other people to help to condition them mm. uh, for future success, they need to be trained in working with people. So one of the proposals strongly was everyone who's going to be a teacher needs to take a course, a number of courses in psychology. Mm. I absolutely agree with that because I think I, I wish someone, the people who trained me, were a lot you know, better adept at mm. raising me. Maybe I'll be a lot better at mathematics than I am right now, mm. uh, for instance. So th those are just snippets of proposals. Uh, you also had co uh, subjects in agriculture. We really looked at uh, Africa is not going to grow without agriculture. We need to feed ourselves. And increasingly, we're importing uh, much more than we should be importing across the world. Countries that have 70% arable land find themselves importing rice. Mm. I'm saying, but you've got the land to, to, pl to plant the rice. Why are, we, why are we doing that? And we're also switching to genetically modified foods, trying to find other ways of feeding the continent. So there was another big focus uh, through the African Development Bank mm. on how to advance a green revolution in Africa so that we are able to feed ourselves, first of all, and also have better for, for trade across mm. Africa and, and beyond the continent. So nine various topics were also conversations through uh, NEPAD, New Partnership for Africa's Development, about advancing trade in Africa, uh, basically focusing firstly on, on building infrastructure for that. Mm. We all complain across the continent that we don't trade better with each other's countries, and we thought, well, the infrastructure is not in place, so we mm. can't trade if we don't have the, the machinery to trade. So lots of conversations uh, about those topics and, and strong proposals coming out about how to invest better in infrastructure to ensure that we can trade, how to invest in agriculture to ensure that, again, from a young age, helping mm. to put in place the right uh, instruments and also training people in better sensitization about the purpose uh, of going into agriculture as an industry. Uh, also looked into building better infrastructure around uh, communications and road, road, uh, road transportation um, to ensure that we're able to better connect Africa. Mm. Our regions are still very, very uh, diverse, and you've got huge you know, disparity between uh, North Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa. People don't know enough about each other. They even say they're going down to Africa. Mm. So, well, we're all actually in Africa, if you, if you think about it. Uh, so ensuring that there are better connections and we're able to move goods and resources a lot better. Energy also came up as a very strong issue to be resolved. Mm. Uh, we, we're struggling you know, massively. South Africa is blessed to actually have, you know, have had a history of investing in, in, in energy and being able to, more often than not, sustain constant power supply uh, to drive businesses and, and subsistence. Across Africa, that's not a thing. You mm. know, if you have electricity, you celebrate. 
you know, and that you can't grow your economies if you don't have the right uh, energy infrastructure to make those things work. So those are some of the issues uh, that were discussed this year. About a week from now, uh, the comprehensive post-conference report will be out. Mm. This will be circulated across the media and also to many uh, Pan-African organizations to say, here are the voices of young people uh, who gathered for five days in Johannesburg to imagine uh, what a different future for Africa could look like and what yeah. it's going to take to get there. Based on everything that you're saying to me and the points that came out and, in, you know, what everybody thought should be a solution, mm. um, what is your assessment of the state of entrepreneurship on the continent and mm. the businesses that are doing mm. their bit mm. to address some of those points that you mentioned? So, so someone once said to me that Africa cannot entrepreneur its way out of its problems, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and I absolutely agree with that. We've We've tried to replace the responsibility of government with entrepreneurs mm. you know so things the basic social services that should be in place are not in place so we're looking to entrepreneurs to fix our education looking to entrepreneurs to fix our health care mm. looking to entrepreneurs to fix our road networks and that's not realistic it's not reasonable uh, I, I do think that the intent to be entrepreneurial is very strong mm. and many people are entrepreneurial in elementary ways across Africa people you know the lady who sells something by the street you know because her neighbors don't have milk mm. you know that is entrepreneurship but it's very very elementary it's not going to drive that person out of poverty neither will it uplift their society mm. out of poverty uh, so I think first of all that it is unfair to expect so much for entrepreneur, from entrepreneurs mm. in societies that do not stimulate entrepreneurship or do not have the basic social services. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, you see lots of people who are desperate to improve the quality of livelihoods uh, from where they exist and also to make sure that there is common wealth mm. uh, for society. So I meet lots of people every single day who are just trying to get by and they're adopting and employing entrepreneurial strategies but the ceiling is still very, very low for them. They can't break through because, mm. like I mentioned, you don't have the energy infrastructure. Uh, for a person who wants to run uh, a fashion business, for instance, you don't have the energy infrastructure to power your, your little shop, your little, you know, where you want to drive your, your, your business from. Mm. You don't have the you know, access to starting capital to ensure you can you know, purchase your little machinery. Mm. Uh, you don't have access to you know, the right markets to buy your fabric at affordable prices. So you have into the, the cost of entry into the market is so high for a person who doesn't have the resources. So the intent is great. Yeah. Lots of people across Africa desperately want to be entrepreneurs. But to be able to start and begin to break through is so difficult, which mm. is why, again, I'm going back to how about we fix our governmental structures and begin to prepare people who are able to level the playing field to then drive entrepreneurship forward. It becomes a lot easier mm. to be a successful entrepreneur if you don't have to do everything from day one by yourself. Yeah. You know, because you got to buy your own generating set to power your own electricity. Mm. You got to buy your own fabrics. You got to buy your own machinery. You got to buy your own computers. You got to train yourself in school. You got to pay for your own ongoing professional development. Mm. It's hectic, and entrepreneurs are struggling under that. For those who want to participate in, you know, any of the activities that the African Leadership Academy model, um, you know, fist, uh, rolls out, mm. how do they reach you? What mm. else are you planning for the rest of the year that mm. entrepreneurs can keep a lookout for? Sure. African Leadership Academy itself is, you know, based here in Honeydew in Johannesburg, and we've got lots of programs over the course of the year. I'll actually say the first thing anyone can get involved in is this Friday, mm. we've got an enterprise festival on our campus in Honeydew, Johannesburg. Mm. You know, it's a chance to see about 130 young people who have spent the last six months 
brainstorming lots of challenges and preparing themselves to be able to roll some of these things out. Mm. So Friday this week, there is a showcase of entrepreneurs. So anyone who is interested, you know, check us out on AfricanLeadershipAcademy.org. Look at, look at what we're doing. Send an email to us through our website. You will see the message there. Mm. You can get invited to come see 130 young African entrepreneurs this week mm. on our campus. Over the course of the year, there are lots more programs. So first of all, any, uh, secondly, anyone who is an entrepreneur right now, if you're aged 15 to 22, mm. you can still apply for great funding. There's a hundred thousand US dollars on offer this year through the Anzisha Prize in partnership with the Mastercard Foundation. We're awarding lots of young African entrepreneurs, but the youngest in society, mm. 15 to 22, people who don't often get uh, any kind of support. They, no one even looks at them because you're 16 years old. What do you know? Mm. But if you're running a great enterprise, you can get you know, right funding and right mentoring uh, to make your business come to life. So you go on our website, anzishaprize.org. That's A-N-Z-I-S-H-A. Prize and ZishaPrize.org, and you can apply for funding. Applications are still open until the first week of April, and there's mm -hmm. going to be a big award ceremony in October this year to welcome 15 new entrepreneurs into the network. So that's also accessible. Uh, otherwise, we run a lot of leadership boot camps and entrepreneurship boot camps over the course of the year. Last Saturday, we actually ran a, a training for 28 you know young uh, people from around Johannesburg who mm -hmm. came to our campus to learn in entrepreneurship. Uh, so I think the general point is this: get on our website. Uh, go through a lot of the work that we do and contact us. We're happy to, you know, either come to your organization and you know, roll out some of our programs with you if you're an organization that invests in entrepreneurs. Mm. Otherwise, you're a young person by yourself thinking, oh, my God, this sounds like me. Get on our website, mm. AfricanLeadershipAcademy.org. Uh, get in touch with us and we'll be happy to, to work with you further. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Great pleasure. Thank you. That was Faith, and he's the founder and director of the African Leadership Academy model, African Union. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective, listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja, informing the world about Africa. 